Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome along 8pm, the online Dance Live Lounge returns. Me, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, and Dan Simpson standing for lead voice of the scene. And gentlemen, how are we? Oh, good, mate. Oh, good. I'm tremendous. Other than the fact I've been arguing with every bit of technology in my house for the last 25 minutes. Beyond even that, can't put a, a damper on the weekend I've had. I'm exceptionally good. As if you've gone tremendous and not great. Great. Oh, wow. I've missed that. <laughs> and I'm upset that I couldn't have grated. <laughs> uh, sort it out, Daniel. I know. Beat me to um, it. First of all, let's sell over the chat room before we get in it. Uh, ABM Flooring is in. Joe, how are we doing? Uh, Zane, Richard, Malachi, Jar is in talking about some... I don't know what he's talking about, to be fair. Is it some egg chasing or whatever we're talking about, Jar? Um, Kyle is in. Uh, HJV, Bob, how are we doing? Kieran, Morgan, Graham, of course, Anthony is in. Hope you are good, buddy. Um, uh, Ralph is in. James, Jamie. Oh, it's packed already. Uh, Matt, Carl from Darts Tracker, Phil is in, of course, Paul, Curtis, good evening. Uh, gents, first of all, whenever we think we've planned the show, and for once, <laughs> I and Gob did kind of plan the direction of the show, and then we get a load more coming, but we'll talk about them later, because there is plenty to be going on with. But first of all, um, off of the back of all the PDC announcements last week, I did hunt Mr. Matt Porter down, and thank you very much for his time because I did hand him to go and meet him in central London to, to get some to get some content. Um, but he said some interesting things, boys. I mean, he said a lot of what I expected him to say. A lot of actually, this this doesn't really matter. We've made this decision to benefit our organization, which I don't want to say Matt's getting a little predictable, but I feel like he is. And there was a little bit of outrage at a couple of the comments, but yeah. I thought, um, I thought it was, I, I was genuinely impressed and, and I'm without, you know, line by line in the content. And I, and I do continue to be, cause I think he's a, he's a really smart bloke that does a really good job. Um, but I was really impressed with how he, how he came across. And I, I think, those that you know really find fault in the way you know the terminology he used and the phrasings he used 
Like I, I, I just bite into the little bits he's chucked out there, and he has chucked some bits and pieces there. But I thought he did a really good job of of explaining, you know, his view and the view of the PDC, and he did it in a way that was quite logical, and he didn't shy away from anything. He, he's a very good public chief exec, isn't he? The way that he presents and comes across is 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 very impressive. Yeah. As much as I knew or could predict a lot of what he was going to say this time, he still fronts up pretty well. He still is more publicly open to have those discussions with pretty much anybody compared to anyone else in those positions. You think how often you hear of hear from chief execs that in other sports you don't really. They hide away until there's something good to talk about. Matt's not afraid to come out and actually back their corner or say, actually, no, hands up, maybe we did get this a little wrong which is refreshing. Yeah. Um, well, I just think he generally is fairly open in that. I just think, I think he's, he comes across as very realistic and he'll, and he, and he's more than happy to tell you how it is that day, but, but very realistic in the fact that that might change in a month's time. It might change in six months time because that's the way the world works. Um, you know, I think he's pretty open and, and pretty realistic. I, I was really impressed with them um, with, the way, and I know he does come across well, otherwise he wouldn't be in the position he's in, would he? But he could, if he couldn't do that, but I thought it was really good. Before I play some clips, uh, Johnny, yes, I have read it. And if you're clever enough, try and work out the scene, what's playing on my blurred out telly. That's Hermione. <laughs> so, yes, I did read your comment. I have got a rogue bludger. Um, right, we've got a couple of clips to play. Now, I can't remember which way round they are. So, because I just named them clip one, two, and three. So, we'll, we'll go through them and we'll analyse what he says. I can't remember the order. Well, obviously, the, you know, the, the, the WDF have made the decision to move their world championship to prior to Alexandra Palace, which has obviously changed the dynamic of things because uh, clearly it's the second event that always has to make the decision. So we've never been the second event before. Um, we are now. Um, and I mean second in terms of chronology. I wouldn't say in terms of anything yeah. else, if I'm being brutally honest. But, you know, we're the second event in the calendar. Um, so there has to be a point where... You have to make a decision that's in the, in the best interest of the organisation. Everything we've tried to build up over the last 30 years, the fact that no sport benefits from having more than one world champion, the fact that we strongly believe in integration between the men's game and the women's game at the elite level. Um, you know, and ultimately, we've made a decision that's in the best interest of the PDC. I don't think there's going to be any player who would disagree with that. They may think it's not a decision that's in the best interests of them as an individual, depending on their circumstances, but we have to protect the investment and the uh, effort that we've put into building up the, the PDC World Championship to being the World Championship in darts and one of the leading sporting events in the world. Basically, it's your fault for moving it. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know he doesn't say a lot wrong, does he? Like they're just a bit, you know, from a, from a business point of view, like it is where it is. Yeah, it's a handful as well, isn't it? It's not. It's a handful of people. I was, I was looking at it. it. Obviously, two confirmed. Potentially five if everything goes the way it could. I think I looked at. So yeah, look, it's yeah, not, with qualifiers and things. It, it, it's not a, a a massive amount. Um. Interesting, um, though, um, a, a, 
a matchroom employee advocating for not having more than one world champion? <laughs> I think there are several, several other matchroom employees. Him and Eddie are going to be at each other next week. Trying aren't to get as many He's world champions as possible. Um, but yeah, look, and uh, I did like that. As soon as he said that line straight away, I, I love that line. And everyone knows my thoughts on that. We won't go into it, but we'll play clip number two. I've got, I know the Premier League clips. I've got that separate, but let's play this one. Under the way the rules are written, that is correct, yeah. Is there an amendment coming to that? Because obviously so much was made last year about having three women at the yeah. World Championship going forward and to only have two the first year back surely is a backward it's a, it's step. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question. It's a difficult question. It's one we've been toying with because obviously we wanted to have three women in, in, yeah. in the women's world match, in the, sorry, in the World Championship yeah. from the Women's Series and the Women's World Match Play. But we have got a rule that's written in black and white that yeah. says what will happen. Yeah. It wasn't a rule we ever thought would particularly need a conversation because this isn't a scenario that was that was relevant at the time. Um, you know, we meet with the PDPA and we discuss the rules. They're generally for the following year. We yeah. don't like to change rules retrospectively. Um, quite a lot of people on Twitter don't like it when we change rules <laughs> retrospectively. <laughs> You know, it's the rule is is it currently says what will happen. You know, and that's that's probably all I can say on it at the moment. There was a couple of bits in there that I picked up on straight away. The words currently written and the rule as it stands. Well, did you see his face change when there was a follow-up question as if to say, ah, bugger, I have to get yeah, away with it. When, when I asked him, is there an amendment coming out, Philip? If I'm being honest, I know we don't particularly, and Matt said it there, look, we don't like it. But in this case, if there was an amendment to ensure three women are at the World Championships, I'm not necessarily against that. It's It's a very... It's a very difficult argument to make, even for the hardliners that say, you know, the rule is the rule and this is how it's supposed to be. Because because there's always got to be, you know, something that we didn't predict happened and, and, and we have to protect certain, you know, certain elements of the game. And I think that it's much easier to make the case that protecting the women's game at that level and the opportunities that are going to to female players is is arguably more important than protecting the backup of the backup of of someone who might get a backdoor into qualifying for the world championships um it's but the other how i read it and and how i understood that comment and i might be completely off the mark here was just that because i think he he mentioned that they agree the rules every year they sit down with the pdpa and agree the rules and I just interpreted that, and I probably may have completely got it wrong, in that that rule is the rule that they've agreed for this year, so his hands are tied a little bit, and that's what they've got to do. But if Bo doesn't come over next year, then that rule won't be agreed next year, and we'll find see three women in through you know through, through, through that method. That's how I understood it, and I suppose that that is the option, is that it's not done this year, they stick to the rules, but next year they agree that regardless of who and how people qualify, there'll definitely be three female players there. Um, I guess the issue that they've got is that they did change the rules last year or they have announced rules incredibly late. Whether or not they say they've changed it is a, is a different matter, but 
we had that amendment last year, didn't we? To basically get Fallon in after winning the women's match by after they basically admitted it was their fault that she hadn't qualified because they'd taken on the World Series and it clashed with the Women's Series and that wasn't ever a consideration of theirs at the start of the year. So they put their hands up for that one. They've then left the spot that Jeff Smith would have earned with the CDC rather than sending that to the PDPA qualifier. Now, whether or not that was written differently, I don't know. It is, Matt explained that in the interview. It is written differently because it involves tour card holders and the women aren't. Yeah. So it is written differently. I watched that as well. That was a bit silly. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I'm quite pressed about is for a person that says they're no longer on Twitter at some point during that interview, he mentioned public opinion an awful lot. Because it gets talked right, about in the people. office. He's got, yeah, he's got people that work for him. They, they still speak about it in the office and stuff like that. Yeah, but... I love that he's so open, but actually it is quite interesting that that is sneaking more and more into his interviews and his thought processes and his justification of things is we understand there's a, in their words, a vocal minority. I'm not so sure that's the case for the Premier League, by the way, whether or not I'm now about to be strolling about with a keyboard strapped around my neck. Um, it's a different matter. Um, but it is a little bit interesting to see that actually they are just pushing that off as, well, actually, there was a big opinion on it, but we're just going to say it's keyboard warriors and we know best. But, I mean, in reality, it is, isn't it? They provide a product, right? And just sitting there going, well, we know the, what the fans want better than what the fans want. I'm not so sure. I, I would suggest that his barometer for that is probably different to, and I get that, you know, in the modern era, social media and, you know, impressions and all the views and clicks and everything else is, is very, very important. But I would suggest that while they are selling out tickets for events in the way that they regularly seem to be at the minute, that's what he'll really care about. And and the TV money and the sponsor money and Paddy Power coming in. I think that's far more important to I think he I think Matt can get he'll get all of the social media engagement he could ever want positively through that one new deal for the world championships. So I just don't think he I don't don't think he cares about people. I don't think he should about people whinging and moaning. Everyone wants to whinge and moan, but he doesn't have to listen, does he? Um yeah, I agree. It's 100% on sick and sales. Jar, we'll cover that shortly. Don't worry about that. Good evening, Rob. Um, Bill, Bo cannot wait until the Grand Slam. There is... I, I... Well, uh, you've dug yourself in it now, because that bit wasn't in the interview. No, no, it was. The PDC and both the WDF have set deadlines. So it cannot wait until the Grand Slam is done. It will be decided before that. If we're being honest, looking at news that has broken today, I think the decision has been made. We'll touch on that shortly because I... What time did I pick up that this morning? Yeah. 
Um, I, but also, do we do we? Is it easy to read too much into what's on a poster that someone's knocked up? It is, but when members of the when other members were taken off around her and then sharing it as good news earlier on yeah. today. Well, fair enough. Look, the, 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 this morning, the giveaway for me, we'll, we'll touch on the actual announcement later on, but the giveaway for me is that I think Bo is picking Lakeside is the WDF updated their cover photo on Facebook this morning with their new image of World Championship players. Luke Littler had been taken off and Bo had been left on. Yeah. That was the, what time did I put that in the chat this morning? It was early, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll so, and then the announcement came this afternoon. So, look, we don't know that, but I think the decision is made. But even if it isn't, there are deadlines in place from both organisations. Um, but we're going to play Matt's last clip now, which was upset a lot of people. No, we're not looking at anything significant this year. Um, no, you know, the, the feedback that we had, despite the few keyboard warriors who uh, make their views known and their opinions are perfectly valid, but ultimately our opinion is the one that will, is the one that will get done. And, you know, I, I, I get bored from saying that the Premier League format has evolved constantly yeah. over the history of the Premier League and it will evolve again. But for the time being, we're, we're comfortable with how it is. So eight and the, the knockout format is, is here to stay? So it's going to be in place in 2024, yeah. Interesting, I'm sure that'll please. It's giving you a headline. Yeah, how's he knew. <laughs> um, not sure I agree with it, but at least everyone knows that. Um, the Premier I think League... he made some he made some very interesting points in the longer interview. You know, in the longer interview on that on that subject, yeah. it's exactly what I said in the few times last year I was lucky enough to be at the at the Premier League. Is the experience for the paying fan in the arena is really, really good with the current format. And, and, and the people who are complaining about it are, if we're honest, like the obsessed darts nuts that are watching every dart that's thrown around the calendar. Um, and I, do, I think you have to sort of detach yourself a little bit and, again, just remind yourself what the Premier League actually is which is essentially just a very, very big scale exhibition and it sells tickets and sells out arenas and people need to not take it too seriously that the format might not be like exactly what they want to watch all year round because in the stadium, it's really good. You get to see the best players in the world more than once. You see a bit of a tournament, someone wins. Yeah, I, I think, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not amazing, not perfect, but... The experience, and, and and that's what Matt sort of said. In that, if if you aren't watching it obsessively every week, it's uh... yeah. Um, I feel like we have to look like this if we're going to talk about the Premier League. Because <laughs> no, look, I, I I agree that I go to every Premier League, and do I like it? No, but I have to agree with Matt's point that the fans in the venue of this format do stay until the very end because they see a winner and everything like that. So I get it. Like I say, I don't like no, it. No draws. You'll no, see a winner. No. So I, I get it. Um, but 
yeah, not for me. The other, obviously, interesting one in and around the whole thing was the change to midweek pro tours. And as we said, basically to make the tour more professional. Yeah. Look, I know you're not a particular fan of it, Gob, but long term, if it does, look, it's not going to work overnight. But long term, if this move over the next five, six years works, then it's the right decision. If it goes the other way and it doesn't, then then it ultimately is wrong. But I don't think we can judge it right now. I think this is a decision that has been made that we have to wait and see how it plays out. I'm just very, very sceptical about how many people this actually benefits. Right now, there are a handful of players that have jobs that actually it's okay for. Soups is one of those. He goes, actually, I can go and swap and do people's weekends. It affects his social life balance, fine. But I, I just, I'm absolutely staggered that they are still going ahead with this without addressing any of the points that people cannot afford to attempt to be a professional in their current system. And I get not everybody should be entitled to whatever your the tour card is a right to go and attempt it it's not whatever but that's always been with the understanding that actually some players can still work and you can make the decision to change at the same time the fact there's still no conversations about increasing the minimum earnings or giving a guaranteed amount to earn like the snooker does or or up in the first round prize money or anything like that at the same time is just incredibly naive to me you can say oh it's about making this more professional but ultimately, it's about how much more can we stream when there's no football on? When we come down to the Premier League decision and the Pro Tour decision, it all depends on how many eyes can they get on their product midweek where they're not competing against football on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon. And actually, that benefits the PDC and the amount of money they're bringing in, but it doesn't benefit those that then have to completely change their lives around. I, I, I get both sides of it. I, I genuinely do. And, and like I said, I think this is only one that can be judged in two or three years. Because if it works, it's genius. If it doesn't, there's a massive problem. It, it is though, isn't it? There, I, I get the view that they, they want to in, continue to develop the professionalism of, of the sport. Um, and you've got, and you've got, you have got to find as many ways you can to, to professionalize it. And, and I do sometimes think that there is a case to encourage players to professionalize themselves as darts players. Now that doesn't mean that they're, as we all know, that their only earnings are from what they generate on the pro tour. Like that, and that, and and I, I, I agree to be honest, and I am an advocate for like lo- first round loser money on the pro tour events and other bits and pieces like that. But I do think that there is there is more to be done in terms of there. Let's be honest, like there are only just you know there are a shave over a hundred professional darts players in the world. Like that's it. That's all there is. Like there's just just over a hundred professional darts players on the planet. Like a sport as big as this. And a sport that generates the revenue that it does, and I just think there's not really a case to be made where the the top hundred players in the world can't do it full time. 
HGV's just made a good point there. And Dan, this might not sit too well with you because of your job. But Luke Littler's going to have to miss school. Luke Littler's not going to school. He told us he's pulling out. I was about to say, he's already publicly said that darts is now his life. But you do still have to remain in education until you're 18 in the UK. It will be interesting to see if they somehow have some sort of education link where anybody under the age of 18 that wins a tour card could then effectively be on some sort of apprenticeship at the same time, if they could expand their coaching or whatever else. You know how they do in things like um, America where they go to college and they're still in education well, before that, they can go and do any of that, like all the little that system exists in That system exists in all, in all sports. Um in, you know, if you're a professional sports, football, rugby, all those sort of things, you know, you do see lots of people, you know, coming out of full-time school at 16. You know, they're mandatory after remaining some sort of education till, to, until 18. But um, but they prop that up with some sort of apprenticeship scheme. The difficulty that the PDC and darts in general will have with that is you, you can't offer that to anybody, nor should you, in my opinion, morally, without paying them a wage. Yeah. Whereas... Nobody is going to pay a downside to Luke Littler and say, don't worry, son, you can do this apprenticeship in being a professional sportsman so you don't have to be in education um, because he's got no guaranteed income unless he can find a management company that will salary him. Like that's, the, that's, that's the back door around it, is that he gets a management company that will salary him um, and then they can, you know, they can put him through an, an, an apprenticeship scheme. Tournaments um, just become bonuses. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then if he's employed on that, will he have to pay more tax on his earnings? Oh, yeah. Let my heart bleed. Someone else like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he, he should. Yeah, he might pay, He might have to imagine having to actually pay the tax that was due. God, how, how, <laughs> how will these people get by? Uh, Raph, he says, I mean, football players don't go to school. No, but academy players in the UK will be on some sort of education at the same yeah, time. Nobody what... is allowed to just go into a school of excellence or an academy with any professional football club in the UK under the age of 18 without some sort of education system on the side. They will do two or three days a week with a couple of hours in the classroom. They still have to go and get their maths and English, GCSEs, etc. There is structure in place and has been for well over a decade. And if it, look, football, you can lament football academies all you want in terms of the amount of players they bring in and release and give hope to but actually in terms of that a lot of them are in education and are picking up some sort of industry qualification whether that be to stay in football as a coach as a um, official or to go into things like hospitality and, and, and just make sure they've got some sort of fallback. Well, there there are now people whose entire job and career it is to manage that system, and you have, you know, you have you have got people in in sport being released at eighteen year old, but they are, you know, they're qualified coaches, personal trainers, um, sports scientists, nutritionists, all these other things that they've been, because these are the stuff that the that the, the club wants them to know about anyway. So it's sort of a double, it's a double benefit for them. Um, I I can't like I said it when he was on, like I just cannot express the importance of obtaining your GCSE qualifications for nothing else is it's just like I get that he's probably going to earn loads of money from playing darts like it did of course he is but like life's odd in it 
you can, you know, life's strange. You can injure yourself and all of a sudden can't throw a dart again. And you can't even get in, like, can't get in anywhere if you haven't got maths and English. So the other thing, that's just having those mean that, like, whilst I 100% believe and everyone will, you, you don't want to see the bad in people, that the people around him are 100% there for him. Just having that awareness just means that actually you can relax, knowing that you know what's going on. There's nothing worse than having that lack of education, not knowing what's going on and just being told something by somebody who 10 years down the line, you find out it's taken advantage of you. Well, yeah. I've literally seen it firsthand with somebody who was 26, 27 years old, not 16 years old. Um, so Dan, from your point of view, obviously working in the education system, what happens in February, when Luke has two days off school on the 12th and 13th, and then another two off on the 19th and 20th, when he has the Monday, Tuesday off, what, what happens? Um, so it, it, it generally, it varies from school to school, like in, in, in all honesty, in, in that how, is the, how these things are dealt with. Um, the thing is, if he continues to go back and he has a day off here and there, then he's probably just going to have really shit absence record. And his parents might get a fine here and there for you know for not getting him to school, and he might even get a bit of intervention where the local authority will go knocking on his door because because he'll just be he'll be treated in the same way as that if you just tossed it off and didn't go to school you know you, just, you were just hanging out in the arcade instead. Um, if he comes out of school full time, like there is a there is a mechanism for that. You know, people do withdraw their children from school and and they do it. There is a you know there is a legal way of of doing it, but that that requirement that, that everybody needs to be in some sort of education until they're 18 like that doesn't go away right because you remove a child from school you're essentially just taking responsibility for their education uh, and you know that could be that they go to some sort of alternative education provision it could be that you're going to homeschool them um but you will start to get knocks on the door if you are just saying you know my child isn't doing any education at all um, but again, you know, it's a bit of a postcode lottery. You know, it depends on where you live in the country and what systems and services are in place. But uh, it all depends, really. I tell you what, we time that to absolute perfection because as if by absolute magic, the one, the only, Mr. Scott Williams is here. How are we doing, buddy? Hey, yes, sir. How are we going? Are you all right? I'm good, mate. You? Oh, bloody fantastic. Yeah, absolutely knackered, but uh, enjoying life. <laughs> I was going to say, in Prague, yes, oh, sorry, Budapest yesterday, back home, yeah. playing your local league yeah. tonight and jumping on the live yeah. lounge. Up the dragon, that's, that's tonight, yeah, jumping on the <laughs> jumping on the lounge, playing, trying to play darts. I, don't, I might as well just kick them up the board tonight, if I'm honest with you, the way they're going. <laughs> Are you <laughs> hidden in a car because you don't crush your teammates? Uh, it, I'll be honest with you, it's one of the busiest finals nights we've ever had, and I'm in the final of everything, I'm winning everything, so I'm surprised anyone's turned up, if I'm honest, because they're all sick, they're, all, they're, they're just sick of me, but yeah, I'm, I'm just hiding in the car, because it's the only quiet place I can, uh, I've got anywhere in the 150 metre vicinity of where we're at, so I thought I'd uh, pick somewhere quiet for you guys. Look, the weekend, the real Scott Williams has finally turned up in, in 2023, it's been, it's been a difficult year, but you must be delighted to start winning games again. Yeah, yeah, I'm obviously really happy. Uh, it was the first time I felt like I felt last year, where 
I wasn't playing overly fantastic. I was just doing the right thing at the right time, a couple of 180s at the right time, a couple of nice you know, free dart checkouts at the right time just to get me, you know, put me ahead. And that's that's how it was last year for me. I wasn't really a world beater last year. I just did a lot of stuff at the right time and it's finally it's finally turned up again. So, yeah, I'm really, uh, really pleased of just how the weekend went. Yeah, look, it's been... What, what do you put the change down to? Because, obviously, last year you had the golden ticket where you could play in everything because you, you'd forged that opportunity for the Challenge Tour, getting caught up to the Pro Tour. And has it been tough only playing PDC events this year? Yeah, yeah, that's been the toughest. That's been the toughest part is um, everything I did last year. I was literally going from one event two days off into another event. I didn't practice at home. I didn't need to practice because I'd just turn up that morning, have a couple of hours and I felt good. And then I'd go play for England and then I'd go back. And I remember when I won my Pro Tour, I literally got the flight from Frankfurt straight over to Glasgow to play for England that weekend. And I played absolutely phenomenal there as well. So it's just it just carried on. And it was just a snowball last year of always playing. And uh, yeah, this year has just been so tough in the fact that I can only do the the elite stuff, which is really it's not it's not lowered my game because I'm still you know chucking okay up up to recently I'm chucking really well, but just not been getting any any luck or any wins or anything, which has been really frustrating. I'm averaging ninety seven against Martin Clearmacker, losing six five, averaging ninety eight, losing six five, averaging ninety nine, losing six five. Uh, right, where where have I got to, what have I got to do? to get that win but yeah it's um yeah this weekend just helped me out a little bit really in the confidence side of it do you go on go was it did the recent announcement from the pdc about midweek pro tours change your outlook for next year in terms of how often you're going to play you're going to start eyeing up maybe some more local events at the weekend which is when the pro tours tended to be that sort of thing for me personally I mean, it, it's it works out better for me to have weekends because uh, I've got we've got me and my wife have got two small children. She works full time. Now we've got we've got to rely on grandparents again. Uh, these guys that are coming in this year and fighting for the tour cards, they've now if they've got if they've got jobs on the side, well, they're now having to take holidays and a waste of time. So I I personally I understand what Matt's saying about you know it's meant to be an elite sport and it is meant to be an elite sport, but. The whole thing, the whole thing with the PDC is that you need sponsorship or you need a manager to help you through. And if you're not winning, like I haven't won a massive amount this year up until the last couple of weeks, you, you're going to really struggle. Um, so it's for me, it, it'll be fine for me in 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 the long run, but uh, I can see it being a bit of a a problem for a lot of the the new players coming on board. And um, yeah, like I said, the the ones that are kind of struggling a little bit this year with with money wise and. Like, so, but we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm just happy to be involved, as they say, very cliche. Just happy to be there and be involved in the elite and just get on with it, don't you? You get told what to do and we do it. Given your success at the relative amateur level last year, obviously you were playing for England, uh, decent runs in the Moda Super Series, obviously the ADC keeps growing. Do you still see yours and a lot of those players' future in the PDC or, or is there seriously a viable option outside it now? Yes, um, the option outside it is is just as good as playing the elite level. Um, obviously, I'm quite lucky in the fact that what I'm doing, how I'm playing, and you know, what I did last year, you know, set a benchmark for myself and just put that 
you know, the ranking money there, just so I can just work off it year by year now and just add on. Whereas the new guys that are coming in and the people losing the talkouts this year, they're not going to be as disappointed this year as they were maybe three or four years ago into losing their cards and pushing really out of Q school. So it's, yeah, darts is, darts has got so big out since pretty much since COVID darts has got massive since then when the super series live league and whatever took over the ADC or mad what it was a couple of years ago. And the ADC got massive, you know, Scott Hunt and, uh, Brownie doing, doing bits with that and fair play to him for just making it bigger and making it attractive as well. That's, that's the biggest thing is making it, Want making people want to play it and want to be involved in it. I like that. Interesting take. Um, also, the DRA notes were published. We um we picked up Mr. Suter on this <laughs> for his COVID party. Yeah. Game. I, so, um, I heard. I heard. <laughs> your um, your, your, yours came through for your, your gesture as well. And yeah, um, take it on the chat. Yeah, only only the yeah only the gesture. The, the one where I said the the f word. Um, to Polly, not to Polly, obviously. Yeah. I wouldn't do that to Polly. Everyone loves Polly. Um, in conversation with Polly. Yeah, that never, that one never come up. And I had to pay that one. So, I mean, I don't know what I'm telling you guys. It matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I took it on the chin, obviously. I knew what I did at the time. I think I, sp- I spoke to you guys about it, especially you, I spoke to you about it before anyway, where it's uh, <laughs> my first ever time on Sky. First ever time on TV. Just head. Just head wasn't there. I say wasn't there. It was like, I can't believe I'm, I'm here. I just thought I was just playing anyone in my, yeah. you know, in my garage and uh, just got on with it. it. But uh, yeah, you know, 125. Yeah, 125 a finger. Oh, oh, hello. Hello. Sorry, the light's gone off. That's all right. There we are. Yeah, 100, 125 a finger. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> is it, What's it like for a player when that DRA letter drops on your mat? Is it is it soul destroying or is it, oh, here we go. Nah, 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 you just get no. It's the the conversation when obviously you leave conduct half of it, you leave it to your manager and um, the manager sorts it out and then he tells you. It was the timing of the the letter that was, I think, a little bit uncalled for. Um, same with Nathan's uh, Nathan's naughty little gesture to Jermaine. We both we both received that the day we were playing at the Worlds. Um, yeah. I received my, I, re- I received my letter ten minutes before I went on stage. So luckily I didn't get the email because I didn't have my phone. But manager at the time, he got the letter and uh, yeah, he's had he's had a couple of um, choice words with the DRA about the selection of timing <laughs> and stuff. So, but yeah, you just you take it on the chin and uh, say you're sorry, and then I'm probably going to do it again if I'm honest with you. you know I'm like. That was my next question. Yeah, change your approach to playing stage games no. in front of TV because we see the likes of. Daryl Gurney say he's not the same player he was because he used to get fined all the time for being that little bit of a showman or that aggressive on stage. But yeah. it doesn't seem like you're going to change at all. Nah, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. This weekend, I tried to be a little bit more subduing myself and um, like just rein it in, and then give out the big roars and the you know at the right time and and not just do it just because I can. Um, so I, I, you know, I'll change that. But that's more of the fact of listening to some of the players I've played and saying, you know, some of the guys are going, you don't really need to do that. You, you know, why are you doing this for? And you try and explain, and they go, we well, don't need to do it at that point. Do you? There's there's certain times to do it, and you've got to find the right times. But yeah, I'm, I'm still not going to change. I'm, you know, I'm probably going to swear again at some point. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know, I might accidentally kick someone off the stage. We'll see. You know, there's still a whole year of that. There's still a whole three or four months of darts to go. Well, anything can happen. Oh, I absolutely love that. <laughs> That's superb. Um, speaking of your, your management stable, obviously quite a tight group. We see you obviously all on, on social media having a bit of, bit of banter. And I'm guessing that helps you as well, that you have got a, a good stable around you. Yeah, massively. Um, I've only just recently changed um, to Rab. I was with Cleveland Arms with Will Adamson for the last two and a half years. And, you know, the guy's great and we're still good friends. So we still talk. But I got to the stage where um, with, with being there, with being Rob Cross and John O'Shea and, and Josh Rock. And, yeah, we're so close. We're all good friends. We turn up together. You probably see Josh there the other day watching me, supporting me. I was there supporting him behind scenes, but obviously I was playing a couple of games, so I couldn't go down. And yeah, it's changed massively over the last, you know, six weeks, two months, where I know it's happening. Just everything's just been a bit calmer, and I don't know. I've been I've been friends with Rab for so long. It's just, <laughs> he, people just assumed he was my manager from the start, if I'm honest. So, so for me, not a lot's changed. Just it's more legal side now. The legal side's changed. I, I'm legally with him. Um, and stuff like that but I'm just happy to be in such a tight little group with a world champion a world masters champion a world youth champion and then I've played in a couple of PDC finals yeah. it's a <laughs> massive end, <laughs> massive end of the year coming up how excited yeah. are you for, for everything obviously Ali Pali is the big one and as it stands you're firmly in green on darts ranking yeah baby <laughs> that's exactly that genuinely that was all this weekend was about for me it was just trying to i was trying to uh put in a good effort for the last you know the last eight events or so because i knew i the europeans haven't been very good this year and I, I don't know why i think it's just to do with the look at the beginning of the year and um yeah ali pali is obviously where everyone wants to be at the end of the year the, the way it goes unless something drastic happens i'm going to be there again so I'm just really pleased. I just want to be there in front of the in front of the crowd back down there. Absolutely loved it last year. Gutted, obviously, I lost to Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. But it is what it is. You're going to take it off your chin. He still ain't give me the money that he owed me for letting him beat me. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what it is. <laughs> There's another fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not again. Um, not just the world. We've got Minehead to look forward to. Yeah. Obviously, you can still get to the Grand Slam and, and, yeah. and everything like that. So, from what started a, a difficult 2023, it could end up being a very, very good one for Shaggy. Yeah, I hope so. But honestly, I, I really do hope so. Um, I mean, you'd like, it's, a, it's so cliche, but you've just got to take every, I don't know what to say, every day or every competition or every stint of three pro tours or however many at the time we play. Uh, just got to take them one by one, and just uh, and just take the form into the into the next one and the next one, and then just hope for the best, really. And do we, you know, you need that little bit of luck to get on your side. And happy days, you you, you get on. Are you playing? About, we're talking about these blocks of pro tours, and it's an interesting one because I want to get your opinion on it because it's very very split. Where we hear players now saying that the most important day of that block is the Euro Tour qualifier. Are you yep. in agreement with that? Uh, yeah, does that take away from the Pro Tours? Yeah, yeah, a little bit because um, it's it's a weird one because the Euro Tours probably the most important, especially at the beginning, especially at the beginning of the year, uh, 
because it, you know, two games you guaranteed the twelve fifty. Stuff's turning on. Sorry, cars turning on for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the twelve fifty you're guaranteed for winning the two, maybe three games if you're unlucky to have that prelim. But but then it gives you because there's more money in the Euro Tour, and then it cements yourself more in the Pro Tour rankings and push you up into the Euros and stuff like that. So yeah, for, especially for the first probably definitely half a dozen to eight or nine Europeans, it's it's massive. Just try try and get yourself at least half of them to put yourself in a good position for what's coming in the year because I could potentially have missed out on Ali Pali because I lost in the final 6-5 to someone. You know, and it's 12-50 and it's the, it's the massive difference. It's a huge difference. But yeah, Euro Tours, they could pick a couple of better places to go to, but <laughs> hey, that's yeah. just me. That's just my, my opinion, by the way. Hashtag. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. Some of those German ones are a nightmare to get yeah, to. Yeah, it's often. awful. I'm, awful. I'm with glad, you. glad they got rid of uh, Jena. Jena, yeah, Trier. Oh, Trier, Trier wasn't too bad. I enjoyed Trier, mainly because I won. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but Jena, Jena was really hard work. There's no real nice airport to go to. And then you've got to travel to Nuremberg. And then you've got to travel for another two and a half hours on a train. Or pay 500 euros to some... Drive some taxi driver that's probably going to put you in a ditch somewhere. So, <laughs> so you just yeah, you, yeah, just a couple of nice ones. Looking forward to like uh, Basel if yeah. I can get into that one. Prague, even though I, I got it, I was so close to Prague this year. I just played awful against Vincent, I'm the worst average of the year. But Prague would be nice. A couple of the German ones in Munich and Leverkusen. I like Leverkusen. That was my first one. But uh, yeah, just. Being part of it's just massive. You need to be in the Euro Tour stat to win and be successful. Do you target specific events? Like you're just saying, they're ones that you want, or is it just take what you can get when it comes to just how financially lucrative it is? Um, me, me at the at the stage I'm at, Jack is. Um, I have to take them. I have to yeah. take what I can and win. I know, I know for early on there was a couple early on that uh, Doby uh, Chris. Uh, Chris didn't want to go because it's just such a ball ache to get to. Um, he didn't go and he didn't need to qualify, so he went into the next one. And, and but that's his, that's where he's at in his game and where he's at in the rankings. He can pick and choose them little events, them ones. If you know, now nah, yeah, I tell you what, I'm not going to bother with this one. It's a from going from Newcastle to this airport is a bit of a, a arse ache. It's there for, but for me, I'm I'm you know I'm so close to stand. I'm close to about an hour and a half away from Stansted. Hour and a half away from Birmingham, two hours away from Heathrow. So I'm so close to all of them. I've just, I, I just try to get through as many as I can, which is not very successful this year. Yeah, but better days coming. Do you do you spend a lot of time looking at the rankings or anything? Because you've mentioned them a few times in terms of getting yourself into the world. Like, is it is darts rankings one of your top used ones? Every, every time I sit on that toilet, do I do I. Uh, it's an by accident. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at reels on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and then dartsrankings.com pops up, and I'm like, oh, what's this doing here? Oh, where am I today? But that's <laughs> that's how I'm like. But I jumped up four places this weekend, up to 52 now, career high. <laughs> oh, I, I, actually, I don't know. Where am I? If you, if, you, if you look at the, if you look at the list, you have to be so honest. It's normally like, nah, you just turn up at events and see how it is. But you're the first one to go. Yeah, I'm literally. No, no, no. It I, love, I love stats. I love stats. Um, as soon as 
a lot of, a lot of time as soon as I finish playing, I want to know like my doubles, what like how many if I won obviously I've hit six doubles most of the time. But I like how many attempts did I have? Um and and then, you know, how many one eighties, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I like to know the stats and I'm not because it, it gives me a nice base of how I'm playing and what I need to improve a little bit. My practice games have changed completely this year or over the last uh, couple of months just because of the stuff that I'm not very good at. So I'm making that better to make me better. So for some people, they ain't bothered. They just go up there and chug. Like Carrie Menzies is one of them. I actually love the bloke. He's an absolute nut job. But he doesn't <laughs> care. He doesn't care. He just turns up probably three and a half minutes before he's meant to chug. He'd go, anyone see my darts? And probably Fallon's there. She'd go, oh, here they are. You go, oh, nice one. 112 average. Cheers. And I'll, oh. <laughs> Before we let you go, Alexandra Palace, what can we expect from the Scott Williams wardrobe? Because I know last year you struggled to get the trousers that you wanted. So have you started planning early? So so the trousers the trousers I wore this weekend were this were the same trousers, not the same. Obviously, I bought a new pair, I'm not an absolute scrap job. Right, but <laughs> uh I actually managed to find them again. So I wore the same pair that I've worn before. Um, but I'm I'm currently in looking for a tailor or a company that can make me bespoke trousers. I've got a couple of ideas uh, that I've got on my computer that I've put together that I want on trousers, just to just liven it up. I was close to wearing my shoes this weekend as well, but I was practicing in my um, in my trainers all, the, all day, and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to mess my, my juju up. So I, so I stick with the, I stuck with them. But yeah, I, I'm going to try and hey. I'm gonna glitter beard, baubles. <laughs> Are we gonna get maybe, Yeah, Chris, Christmas. No, may, mm, maybe, but I don't want to. <laughs> I won't. I won't go as crazy as I won't go as crazy as Peter and you know do stuff like that. I can't do that. It'll be yellow and black, whatever it is. But it, it'll be yeah. I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll try and make it look as as interesting as I can without making myself look like a, an absolute knob. Fair enough, Scott. Yeah. I know you got games to go and play because we had a short window to get you in, mate. Massively appreciate. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks, on, always, buddy. And good luck in your games this evening. Cheers, boys. Bye, bye. Let me just reorganise that, and there we go. Uh, Scott Williams, everyone. I tell you what, that was refreshing. Just an absolute character. And I hope the BBC are watching. <laughs> he has got I'm a show. On. He didn't have a show and he was fine. I'm totally right. loving how much time he's spending on darts rankings. <laughs> I'm very surprised by that. Knew it like that. I'm aware of a couple of other players that are quite into their stats, quite privately into their stats, but I wasn't expecting Scotty to just come out and go, yeah, I literally spend every minute of every day on darts rankings. There's only so much on that website. I love it. It's fantastic. But there is only so much you can get from it. I love it. I moved up four places, 52 now, straight Wait, away. No, where am I? Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love the fact that you knew. Um, right. Time for the WDF, boys. The announcement was made today. The players know what they're playing for, which is a, a very good thing. Um, yes, look, it, the prize money as a pot is down slightly, but it's not as bad as what I thought it was going to be. 
quite a positive statement, I thought. Yeah, uh, uh, like, which is, I agree on both counts. It's better than I thought, mm-hmm. and it was a very positive statement, but it did leave me with a little bit of, uh, and I apologise for the negativity, but a little bit of, well, I'll believe it when I see it, sort of, because it almost seemed a little bit too good to be true. It, it did, and look, we can, we can break it down from what we can what we've seen so far, the overall prize fund is down a little bit, but actually the, the top players are still going to collect the same prize money. I think that's pretty important in a world championship. We've already seen the top prize reduce before and it caused a bit of uproar to get that back to where it was. It's, it's solid. Uh, we've got dates now. Genuinely, given how reluctant the WDF have been to release information in the past or be open and communicate, I don't think we would have got this if it wasn't 99% solid that actually it's time to stop doubting if this is going to happen and, and accept that it is. It, it's looking pretty good for them. They have a prize fund, which seems to have come from an increase in ticket sales that they, they weren't expecting. Fair play to that. It is still being broadcast in some regard. Okay, we're still waiting for more information on that. The fact that it's on YouTube for the start of the week won't be the best thing for them. But actually, they can keep revenue from that. It's on a Kosovan TV channel, isn't it? I don't know what the other one is. Oh, I did some research into I, it. I had a look earlier, and it the when I, when I switched over, it was Caravan Picker UK. The, that, that was the name of the TV show that was on. Well, when I, 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 I was at, so I, I did a bit of research as well. So I, I was at TV. Are a, they're a Kosovan media company that were formed after the Kosovan War, and they are essentially like a streaming platform. And what they've done is they've 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 managed to secure a channel on Sky TV. So they're, they're essentially, their selling point, their product that they sell, is if you want a television program on Sky, like you just buy airtime from them because they've got a 24-hour channel on Sky. So the, their airtime is just for sales for anybody that wants to come and buy it. We could put this on one week just for shits and giggles. We could just um, find out the cost. <laughs> we might have a little go at that. <laughs> we'll go on Sky for a week. The live show. The live live show is going on live TV. Yeah, let's put the live lounge live, live on Sky. <laughs> um, interesting. I, I, I like that. Um, but, yeah, look, first of all, the prize money. Look, my only negative, and I don't mean to sound, and I don't want this to come across as a massive negative because it's not. My only concern is the lower end prize money is that enough for the international qualifiers to travel? And there's a lot of them as well, isn't there? That's the thing. There's a, there's a lot of them. And the likelihood is they're not going to win it, that they've qualified, which is brilliant for their CV and their achievement. But is £1,000 enough for round one to, to get them here? Because effectively, if you're get... coming from Australia or America, that's your flight. Well, that's what I was about to say. It's not going to get Ben Rob there and back, is it? Like it's not. He's not even going to get him there and back. No, but I guess that's where a you've been building up all year. You've been building a name for yourself through your various associations. B a lot of them will have things in place to get you there. We know that the DPA and DPNZ have always been pretty helpful in terms of getting their players so far. I understand that where they are, they've helped fundraise and that in the past. And, 
there is that little bit more of an incentive now to go and compete and, and earn yourself some prize money. You, ben Rob's two games away from making a big profit. He's also a couple of games away from going to Ali Pali, but that's another story. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, that decision, and that one's made, isn't it? Like the guarantee yeah. of first round prize money probably changes a lot of those people that are in that conversation, i.e., Luke Littler, etc. The one that changes massively is Bo's decision because 25 grand to win the Women's World Championship, of which she is a heavy favourite. Her form in the Women's Series that basically includes everybody that's going to be there competing at the WF World Championship, minus a couple of international qualifiers who, without being disrespectful, we haven't seen massive things from them over the, the last year or so. Um, the Japanese player that's replacing Makura looks steady, but actually hasn't been one of the three or four that's ever travelled to the um, the Women's Series, so we haven't really seen a lot of them. The, the ones from Australia and New Zealand, we, we've seen Corin Hammond and Tori Kewish make a bit of a splash before, but actually in terms of the level they're producing back home, where the women's game has jumped up so much in the last 18 months, I'm not sure they're going to make a similar splash in, in that regard. It's basically how far does Bo back herself to be guaranteed to get through, given where she's seeded? And well, it's not looking at at least semi-final, final, there's something very wrong. She should be going, right, this is and pretty much everybody else's. This is mine to lose. And whilst it's not as simple as turn up, get paid 25 grand, if she gets her head down for a week, she will walk away with 25 grand. She is that much better than everybody else that's going to be competing at that tournament. Oh, especially over a distance where she has time to have a lull, but then turn it back on again. Um, she... and... The other one that could be affected, though, so they've listed on the they've, they've posted the updated players list today, and they've they've named their replacements for for Luke Littler for Richard Vainstra. like they've they've named who the replacement for each player is. But interestingly, if the the com, the, the confirmed seeds top three is obviously Bo's in there, Aileen De Graff and Lisa Ashton. Now, if if there is a rule change that allows um, an additional women's player from the women's um, order of merit to play at the World Championships because Bo isn't playing. That next person ranked, as it stands today, is Lisa is Lisa Ashton. So that so potentially Lisa could end up with that decision as well as to which one that she plays. Spots between three players, literally, and, and two of them are Lisa Ashton and Rihanna Sullivan, who have both qualified for the WDF, and the other one is Fallon. Yeah. So, yeah, there is that conversation we have that actually Bo turning it down might then put another player in that position at least, or, or one of two, maybe both. I think Rihanna and Lisa but can it, both get balanced. Let's be honest, but potentially as well, what it does for Bo, if we're honest, is that there are a handful, if we're being really honest, there are a handful of people in that entire field that that maybe could be her, you know, in that tournament. And by choosing that, she could potentially take one of them out of that WDF situation. And all of a sudden, a Lisa or a Rihanna O'Sullivan or someone else that might give her a really tight game is going to go and play PDC instead. Yeah. Um, well, I know um, Anon says it was 1K last year as well. I know that. But with the cost of living crisis, it is so much more expensive to travel than what it was in April last year was was part of my, my, my point on this. Um, also, 
I am pleased to say, just before you go on, that Luke Littler's replacement, because it, I just think it's a bit of a, a, a nice contrast, because obviously Luke is so young and so early in his career, that his named replacement for Luke Littler is relentless world seniors winner, Leonard Gates. I just think it's, like it's, I just think it's quite cool what he managed to take the... Yeah, the guy right right on top of the world in the world seniors to replace the youngest professional darts player in the country. Is yeah. Liam Mandel Lawrence confirmed yet? I hope not. <laughs> I wasn't going to be that harsh, but I wasn't saying it. We need to start at seven in the morning. I know he was one of the five. He, I know he's close. Um, also, someone has. Asked, do they get no? They say the players have to pay for their hotel, and I'm not going to tell you how I know this, but I do because it's my job. If they want to stay at Lakeside, it's at a reduced rate of £70 a night. That's quite reasonable. Can they accommodate I, everyone there? They get, um, they get one room each. They get one the room each. Deadline and then they can book more in if they need to. Anyone would think you read the same thing as I had, Gob. I know what I mean. <laughs> I tell you what, if they, if, they, if they wanted to tighten their bed belts, even just looking down the players list, there's some Ellis, like, you could pair some of these up into bunk beds and it would be absolutely hilarious. Like, you could do a sitcom of that, couldn't you? Um, also, look, in, in the, the standard... Um, player agreement. There's obviously the, the get out for the organisers that if it's not financially viable that they can cancel it and, and so on, which that's pretty straightforward for any tournament. So uh, one thing I, I did chuckle at is in the um, player's brief, anyone I think they'd seen a PDC one. <laughs> <laughs> There's some, some very similar wording. <laughs> Like, as in, I'm just going to copy and paste that. Saying nothing. <laughs> um, as someone who has seen many World Seniors players briefs, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, did, I, did I see today that... You've done um, the same copy and paste. While we're on the WWF, did I see today that Richard Ashdown is no longer carrying I mean, on his role with them? He stepped back from a lot of his roles last year, maybe early this year. Which basically means that now he's getting the where he has stepped back and isn't as involved. That's included being present on site for some of these events where he's doubled up as MC. Right. So for the first time, he missed Australia earlier in the year. This is the first World Cup he's missed in a few years as MC, whilst he's been on site to help with other things as well. Yeah. Is he not yeah. MCing it? Because I haven't seen that part. No, he's, he's not. In, he's not in Denmark. No, he hasn't even travelled. He's not. Oh, the other thing is, obviously, look, Richard is the best dart spotter in the world. And he gets a lot more work from TV stations now. He, um, so, obviously, juggling that, because he, he, spotting is incredible. Um, so, was there anything else in these that I need to read? It's pretty straightforward, to be fair. The everything. Yeah, there wasn't anything more. No, 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 that's what I was just saying. It was. I, I t- actually, I, I, I'm going to bring up one thing, and it feels like this has come off of 
I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal your phrase here, Gov. There's been a line in the sand drawn. Because in the on the header of the um, worded paper, obviously it's got their logo on it, X, Y, and Z. It's got um, World Darts Federation. And then underneath, the official world governing body of the sport of darts. Then if you go... To the DRA site, Darts Regulation Authority, the sports, um, the sports governing body of darts. Which one? Which one? We <laughs> we'll let them fight out, Harry Hill style. <laughs> but it, it certainly feels as if there has been a line in the sand drawn. Yeah, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. Because and this is going off topic a little bit here, but does that mean the WDF are governing themselves and they are not DRA regulated now? Oh, I never thought of that. I don't know if they've ever followed the DRA rulebook, have they? I was convinced last year Lakeside was DRA regulated. Hmm. But in that player's brief, it also says there's a couple of paragraphs in there um, as per the WDF disciplinary regulations and stuff like that. Don't know. But I, I thought last year that, that Lakeside was governed by the DRA. It would be strange if they did do that, given that they are a governing body themselves. And the one that is recognised by international federations such as the IOC. Like I said, I... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I may have been wrong. I just... And whilst the IOT doesn't accept darts as a sport, they do recognise WDF or whatever as the governing body, don't they? They always have done, even when it was DDO, I'm sure. So let's see what I can find. I'd say I, I, I may have been, I may have, it was just something that, you know, when it's stuck in your head that, 
I thought I remembered something. But I may not have done. No, I'm not used to you on that one. Right, no, it's, no, it's, it, it, it's interesting. So, um, affiliated organisations. Uh, no, the WDF are not on there. I thought they were. I think there was two fines on there in the last three years, one of which was a straight-up thing, and one of them one of them said WDF event, and one of them said non-something event. That, that, I think that's where I was getting it from. The yeah. fact that it said WDF event made me question but whether it was or not. Can the individual federations not apply to the DRA to sanction their event if they need a rule book for 11? Which are more likely what happened. Yeah, quite, quite, quite possibly. But yeah, they're they're not on the thing there. But that was the lakeside news that the players know what they're playing for. Um, like I say, streamed. The other thing that we didn't touch on is it is streamed, but actually they have left the door open for a three day broadcast. Coming on to this trophy yeah. time, basically, and and the crunch time, which I'm not massively against. The midweek is when it is knowingly less watched, less viewed, which production is not cheap. So if they've got a way to do that on their YouTube, as long as the production quality on their YouTube is watchable and, and a, a half decent standard, audio needs to be right, lighting, etc. As long as they get that right for the week, they'll earn ad revenue from their own YouTube live stream. They need moderators in the chat or just to not have a chat on, by the way. That has to be a thing. Um, but actually to just fund the broadcast for three days when it is arguably going to be more watched, the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday, if they pull that off and get it onto a more recognisable TV channel than IOZAT channel 184 on Sky, then they've done pretty well here. Given where they were at the start of the year, given that the Masters was cancelled, given all those other things, and how up in the air this tournament has been, to pull that off with a guaranteed prize fund that they've given so far, and the fact there's going to be bombs on seats at a venue that is incredibly difficult to sell people the nostalgia of nowadays. It, it has lost that effect. If they get a tournament on, there is a good chance that the WF can start to grow a little bit more. I think that's a really interesting point. And I, like, as somebody who has kids and takes their kids to sport quite a lot, all like varying age from like 14 and, and down over. Um, I think you're right that it doesn't take very long. Whilst, you know, there is a huge amount of history in that venue and and they're still, you know, front page on, on the poster, like it is billed as the home of world darts still. It's not to a lot of people, you know, and, and it's going to continue to be less and less and less so. And it's a shame and there's loads of history there, but you can only trade for so long on the fact that other stuff used to happen there. I've been there firsthand for, for the seniors last year. Actually, some of that does need to be preserved. There is almost a fact that actually the Lakeside becoming a brand new modern venue would not suit it at all. But there do there does need to be things that need to be updated. They, they need um, infrastructure such as Wi-Fi to be able to put on events. They need that upgrading and lighting and they need a better offering of, of food and beverages. But actually, in terms of the venue, the decoration, you could put a, a slightly newer carpet in there or, or give it a good clean. You could update the tables a little bit. But actually, some of the decor probably needs to stay. Not all, 
that there, there are some people photographed on that wall that definitely do not need to stay, right? There's also some photos that need to come off the wall. They need to yeah, go. I was just thinking that. <laughs> right? But actually, the rest of it, there is that... It's almost a museum at the same time, isn't it? In terms of actually, there is loads of history here. It, you can feel a bit of that history when you do walk through the doors, but actually the things around it need updating. If you walk into any museum in the country, they've got a gift shop that actually looks like a modern store with a card receipt. And they've got a cafe where you can go and have food and drink that isn't prepared yeah, from 20 got, years ago from a school canteen. Yeah, they've got decent Wi-Fi and a proper disabled toilet, haven't they? Like, they've, yeah. you know, they've got... They, they, and, and there is, I'm convinced there are, there are many ways of doing it whereby... You know, you do preserve the. I mean, Christ, there's like there's buildings all over the country. I, I mean, <laughs> look at a Weatherspoons. Like, this, you know, the, it's pretty much what they've done all over the UK, isn't it? They've made sure that like old buildings with plenty of history in them actually have. Like, I mean, granted, you have to walk for fourteen days for a piss, but there is there is many ways to to modernise a building and and preserve its uh, its history at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, all I'll say is, Chris, not just those two symbols. There are some very shady characters, non-Dart related, still on the walls in that building as well. Now then, now then. <laughs> Timey kangaroo dance sport. Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, it was like, when we were there for the seniors, we went, we went hunting to see who we could find on the walls. And some of them, it was like, wow. Yeah, it definitely it definitely needs uh, um, a river. Or we should just keep doing events in the northeast for the seniors because I would much prefer that. It's the, it's the future of the seniors, I think. You're gonna get. You'll like the news when it breaks. Then. Oh, my, honestly, so I know we're bouncing around, but I just I've not been on since the the Barbican. I thought was a brilliant venue for for the seniors i just thought the way i thought the size of the room the amount of people that got it i just thought it was absolutely spot on really 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 good if, if we can come back to the barbican again that would be mega it was really good one thing i will say as well which i think is a massive thing for the lakeside as well and people might laugh at this but that jolly boys club at the back room gob also looks like it's going to stop because on the players brief it is um, all players will receive two passes, access to Lakeside and players' room. A player and a player's guest. That is it. Not the normal pack it out. For now, but I think once, I think that's during broadcast, etc. post-broadcast, they'll whack a karaoke machine in there and they'll all be singing Kumbaya around the fire, won't yeah, they? That's, that's what I'd make public as well, Phil. Like, that's what I'd, that's, that's, that's what I'd let people think was going on. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I'd what I'd say. Um, but yeah, that is the lakeside. Also, the draw was done today. The World Grand Prix boys is yeah. upon us. I love the Grand Prix. Um, I don't think you can find anything wrong with a Grand Prix. It's it's one of those where the format is intriguing. The draw is interesting because they only seed eight players, not 16. So it's not the same players all the time. You can't hate this as a tournament. No, I agree. The only thing that I don't like is, and I know that this is what makes it exciting as well, but for a TV major, and a lot of people put this in the elite group of tournaments. It is. 
best of three sets in round one is a little, I think it should be at least best of seven. Best of or, seven round one, do you think? No, sorry, best of five round one, sorry. Oh, I, I think I it should be at least best of five, five sets round one. I, I think that 2 0 is harsh. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think it adds a real sort of knife edge from the from the get go. I think it makes that first round really exciting. You know, like for example, like the, that match of Josh Rock against Michael Van Gerwen. Like the fact that Josh Rock only needs two sets, and if he starts fast, he could knock out MVG. That was very exciting. Like I think it 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 plays into the hands of an upset. Because I, I you know, you can have a big player, and I just think it, 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 I, for me, it makes that first round a bit more exciting, and I quite like that. I don't know. I, I fully understand, but I just think because of how big the tournament is, I think you think best of five for round one, personally. But I understand it. Jean Van Veen, you have to feel for him a little bit, don't you? Yeah. Look, that was painfully close. Yeah, it, it was, but I think he'll he'll learn from it. He seems level-headed enough. And the thing is, look, he's that close in year one. Think how close he's going to be in year two. Oh yeah, and 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 I just, I mean, you've just you've, you've, the two-year old fine, but actually, as a one-year level-headed young man that Jian is. I thought the, the bit he put on social media was, was quite well written for someone who was Very clearly classy. quite yeah. disappointed. And actually, like, everything Gian done has done so far in his career has been incredibly well thought out. He carries himself really well. He did his little apprenticeship, if you like, in the Super Series. It made him a better player. He's won Dev Tour tournaments. He's, he's flying up the rankings as a pro as well. He's still going to get his education, which obviously we had that discussion around Luke earlier on. He, he switched on with... He wants something to fall back on if darts doesn't go right. He's already overcome an issue with his action. And he's writing things as, as mature as that for somebody so young. If he carries on playing the darts he is, he will be in every TV event next year. Yeah, we, we, we that conversation we had with him on, on here, he, he, he did strike me. I was really impressed with just how sort of mature he, he came across and how, and how switched on his... His head was. I just think you're going to feel for any player that misses out, you know, that misses out on on summit on an event that big and prestigious, you know, that close. But I just, I think there's some really, I think it's really exciting games, and I, I love that short format at the beginning. I think the draw has been slightly more unkind than it could have been to the players from the northeast. Um, well, in this draw, yeah, yeah, I don't think that. Um, Dolby and Rids have had the, the best luck there, but never mind. You, you say that now, don't get me wrong, Michael Smith is world number one and world champion. But if you were asking for a time to play Michael Smith, maybe it's now. Oh, yeah, and like I say as well, that's the other thing is like two sets gets you done. You know, if Michael, if he starts slow, like you're. You could. You, everyone can be got at on, uh, in the first round on this format um, because it is so short and it's set play and it can just it can just happen before anyone gets really going. 
um, which I think makes it dead exciting. And, and, and therefore, like, you don't worry too much about what looks like a, you know, a, a tough draw. Because if anyone that anyone that starts fast has got a has got a chance here, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. Uh, just going to come back to us for a minute. We'll put that back up in a minute. But chat room as well. What is your two standout ties of the opening round? I've just said mine. Chat room as well. What are you saying? Why haven't you put the graphic in any of our chats? I'll send it to you now, two secs. One job. Oh, do you know what? What I can't find, there's not enough people to do this. Somebody please make a bracket so I can see it better. For some reason, and I don't understand why, the 2023 World Grand Prix hasn't got a Wikipedia page. What's that about? It has. Go to 2022 and then click on the little 23 bit. Has that got a bracket on it? Yeah. Keyboard's not working. Right, 2022. All technology is awful today. That's Grand Prix. Got it. Oh, well done, Phil. Well played. Oh, now I've got... A, yes, this is what I want. I want a bracket. Right. Um, what do you want? The two best games in that? How do you look? Um, Lee, your question earlier referenced the Super Series. Um, it will continue to evolve the background. But, yeah, look, the banners are there to stay because we're, we're trying to make it look aesthetically better. So it's not just dark during the week. So we're playing with some lighting, some banners, ECT. So yeah, it's here to stay. Just may change position that slightly. And of course, people will pay for advertising. Right. Two games of the first round, God. What are you saying? Um... Johnny Clayton Ross Smith. I agree. Yeah. That's an absolute belter. Clayton finally gets himself in the seeds <laughs> in a big event like this. His, his world ranking reflects it, and he runs into Ross Smith, who has the option of going tops and and 16s. It'd be interesting if they both go 16s. Um, but Ross Smith's scoring power is one of those. It is so big right now. His scoring power is, is, is so dangerous that he can afford to miss four or five darts to get in legs and still chase people down don't be wrong it's not the approach you want for the tournament but that's a potential for him against somebody who's been all the way in this one who's double 16 hitting is so clinical when he needs it it'll be interesting to see if johnny can pull that one off um the other one for me is rob cross andrew gildin is that because Rob Cross's record in this tournament is absolutely horrific? A little. And just that Gildin UK Open champion will want to go and back that up. If he goes and wins a second major, they cannot leave him out. 
What? I, I, can't, I mean, I'm how not, did you go there from like <laughs> I'm picking this up to picking Andrew Gilding to win it? What, what happened there? Because when you win it's one major, not, winning your first major is a big deal, but winning your second one to prove that first one wasn't a fluke becomes even more important. And if Gilding can pull that off in the same season, they don't have a choice but to put him in things like the Premier League. It would be incredibly difficult not to, etc. And it, it's happening. This anyway. is the format to catch people cold. This is the one where you get the big upsets. James Wade is notoriously one of the best finishers on the planet, right? His record in this tournament is shite. He's won like two first round games in the last eight years or something ridiculous. The man's won it twice. But his record in this is absolutely dreadful. And if you catch Rob Cross cold, despite the fact Rob Cross has been so good on things like the World Series this year, that's a chance for Gildan to get himself into this tournament. Then get a, a DeSalzer or Gary Anderson. Things start to unravel. Um, Lee, yeah, of course we can. Shout out to Gal Listener. We had Callum Ridds come into the uh, shop. Nice. Bet she was buzzing. Oh. Not only that, Lee, but next time I'm in that neck of the woods, I'll call in there and get a photo with her as well. That'll really make it there. We'll put you in an OD one, but Barzy still had ordered them. <laughs> yeah. Where's um, mine? So what's your second game then, Gob? we got Clayton. Well, he's, got his, he's got his two, hasn't he? You just spent three minutes well, calling out. Are you going with building? Yeah, as a game of the first round, yeah, I think... There's a, there's a few others that could be in there. Hetter Cell could have that approach, but I think they're very much a lot of them are coin tosses. What are you going for, Dan? Cross Um and, and I know I know it's uh, I know it's boring because it's me say just like picking Chris Dobie. But I do think Dobby against Dimitri Vandenberg is a is a is a big a big game and could be could be really, really good. I then think I think there's it, there's, there's so many. Like, like Gov just said there about James Wade. James Wade against Christopher Tyski could be an absolutely unbelievable match, or it could be absolute shite. It could be two people averaging 81, and, and like it could be really, really crap, or it could be the best game of the lot. I... Christopher Tyski could be six from six, or he could be naught from 15. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If double 16 gets going or not. Yeah, so I think I think that's an interesting game. Um, I like the look. I mean, every yeah, I do without repeating Clinton and Smith because that's the, uh, quite an obvious one. I like the look of Aspinall Bunting. That's got potential. Um, that 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 again could be could be really good. Um, there's there's a there's a few like I don't dislike Price against Nopper for an opening game of a tournament. Like that's big for for an opening match. Uh, and I know Noppy flies under the radar, uh, flies under the radar a little bit, but he's got form. He can turn up and he can play. Um, I think that's dangerous for Price over that. Race. I agree. I, I completely. That 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 would be if I was to start picking. You know, if I'm to start picking upsets in the middle of it, um, you know, Peter Wright is perpetually going to be the seed in danger in every conversation for every tournament this year, but. That is not a straightforward opening round for Gerwin Price. And and Danny Noppert's going to have been way down the list of people he would have wanted to bump into. Um, 
I like Danny's chances in that one. Gerwin Price, when he's on it, is one of the best top hitters in the world. But Danny Knopper is so solid right now as well. I'll tell you what, though. That draw, he's a little, he's a, like, he, as a quick prediction, when we know we're not doing full predictions, Dave Chisnell could go really, really deep there, you know, with that draw. He could, but also he could crash in round two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could. But, but, but he, he could go deep there. Um, I think Dolan's an interesting test for Dirk, by the way. A lot of people have first looked, glanced, gone, do you know what? Because of Michael Smith's record in this tournament, because Rob Cross is so hit and miss, when they're looking at semi-final lineups, Dirk Van Dijvenberder is one of those that's sticking out to a lot of people. But Brandon Dolan cannot be taken lightly here because of the, like, even though he is a lot quicker than he used to be, even then, the, the pace of Dolan, if you start missing doubles, will wreck your head. If you're he's itching also, to get back to the ball to get into a leg while Dolan's just plodding along, you could very, find yourself in a lot of trouble. He's very measured in he as well, Brendan Dolan. Like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't wobble. Um, you know, Dirk Van Dijvenborder is is one of the most animated players on the circuit. And I think Brendan Dolan is 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 a player that isn't going to be affected by that. Um I don't I don't think you know all the animation in the world is going to you know Brendan's either on or he's off, isn't he? And I don't think that anyone's going to really put him on or off. So I think it's an interesting game. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot. I mean I quite like I mean I let's I know I know I, I'm sort of jumping ahead of what Phil always likes to say here, but you look at that draw and you look at who's in where. It could, it could, we could see it quite. We could see it from Gando, you know. My concern is we just haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, I know, but even like it's still him, isn't it? It's um... it is, and even if he is practicing with Ryan Sell, which Phil will know better than the rest of us if that's still as frequent as it was at the start of the year, and and how motivated Gary is for that. I still feel like Gary, even in his prime, was a better player when he's playing regularly. He, he practice is no good for Gary. Playing in matches is good for Gary. There's been practice. I also like the fact that they've got he's got three pro tours before the World Grand Prix. Mm. And also, this this was surprise me. I'm led to believe that Gary is going straight from Barnsley to Leicester, not going home. Oh. Just into crap. Can we town, go back to the I'm led to believe. You mean he told you? No, no, he <laughs> didn't tell me. No, genuinely, he didn't tell me. Right. When I was told, I did drop a message to um to see if you want some food because I'm in Leicester as well from the Sunday. <laughs> um. But right, let, let let's get into it. Chat room. I want your semi finalists. Um, and Ooh. also. Chris said in the chat room about Dobie not defending much. No, he's not. But to get in the top 10, he's got to find about 125 grand, I think. So he's going to have to have a few good runs. Can he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's not defending much this year at all. He's only got no. 19%. He's only got 19% of his earnings from the back oh, yeah. end of 21. He's not defending anything, but he's going to have to make it up. So he's going to have to go deep. Oh yeah, he's still gonna have to. He's still gonna have to. 
He's just going to have yeah. to score well. The, the, the key, or one of the keys is going to be that last European tour for it. And he managed to, like this next one, because he sits at the minute outside of the European tour, the European Championship race. At the minute, he's not in the European Championship. But, but he is, he's one win away yeah. from getting into the green at that, that next Euro Tour. So that, that's going to be interesting if he can pick up some um, some money on that European Tour. That that could really help him out. Right. What did you say the majority of his money is for the rest of the year? 19%. What events is that in? Do we know? Yeah, well, let's have a quick look. Is it just one? Is it it's something like that? Uh, that might benefit him even more. Like the nah, event he's got nothing. He's got. He's defending seven and a half grand at the Grand Prix. He's defending Sorry, two yeah. and a half grand in Minehead, yeah. and he's defending fifteen grand at the World Championships. So the Slams a bonus for him. Potentially yeah. the Euros is a bonus for him. He's not yeah, defending, he's defending an awful lot there, boys. No, he's defending he's nothing at the European wrong. Championships. He's def- yeah. He's got. He's defending five grand at the Slam. I. Not much at all. Oh yeah, and given the way that groups are these days, wasn't two years ago when he got the late call because someone failed a COVID test. Potentially, I'm sure he was on the holiday and only got the call late. Yeah, he's all, between now and the end of the year. Like between now and the end of the World Championships, if you total it all up, he's only defending sixty grand. Still got eight pro tours left, a Euro tour, Euro champs. Yeah. I know, Jack, Don't you say about his new darts, believe me, they're not an issue. Where 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 he holds the dart, it's not a problem with the new ones. <laughs> all, 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 all the changes are synthetic where it doesn't affect. Interesting. 2021 Grand Slam field, you're thinking of. Yeah, I, 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 knew, I knew we got a late call for the Slam. Right, semi-finalists of this year's World Grand Prix. Chat right. room and you two, who are we all going for? Um, right, it will be... Oh, sod it. There's a lot going to be if they come through round one, isn't oh, there? Man, you know, like, yeah, like, <laughs> there's a there's a route to the semi-finals where like, I'm trying my best to, to pick Chris Dobby, but he's going to have to beat Dimitri Vandenberg, Michael Van Gerwen, and Joe Cullen. Like, that's a, like, give, give me a route that's that's harder than that. Ugh. You completely written off Clayton and Ross Smith there, by the way. Yeah, they're in the same aisle. They're in the same quarter as well. I just think he beat them. <laughs> uh, evening, uh, weekly dark cast. I'm guessing it's now. Hope you're good. Right. I can't make my mind up who wins the quarter final between Dirk Van Dijvenbader and Gary Anderson. Mm-hmm. Well, I was having that same conversation with myself. And bottled it. So I've that semi, that semi I have as being Dirk van Dijvenborder against Nathan Aspinall. 
nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. Cheers, buddy. All good. Um, I'm going to go for the top half semi-final of Gary Anderson will play Gerwin Price, but just because I can make a case for Noppy beating him. But I think if, if Price gets through that game, I think he gets to the, to the semi-finals. From the bottom half, I am going, Michael Van Gerwen will play Luke Humphreys. You let him go first. In the bottom half, I will be having... So boring to say Michael Van Gerwen in it, but Michael Van Gerwen plays Dave Chisnell. Go. Uh, Chris, I will star those questions and we'll come back to them. At the end, I've starved them. Cross Aspinall. Are you drunk? <laughs> Why? You have seen Cross's record in the World Grand Prix, right? Yeah, but he's in a crap part of the draw. I've seen Michael Smith's record in the World Grand Prix. I've seen Dirk van Dijvenberg's record when he's under pressure to hit a double. Because he'd be a multiple title winner beyond what he is right now if he had any sense right, of. Right. You're, you're, going, you're going Rob Cross to get to the semi finals of the World Grand Prix, where at the moment his record reads round one, round one, round two, round one, round two, round one. Yes, yeah, so he's doing number two now at least. Watch. <laughs> Just think he's the best of a bad bunch in that quarter, personally, in this tournament. I can't go back in Gary or Jose just because we haven't seen enough of them in the last few months. Gildin, potential to cause that upset, but despite it being the game of the first round for me, no. Um, Dolan, Dirk, look, Dirk gets rolling on doubles, fine, but when it comes down to crunch time, I've still got my doubts with Dirk. And Michael Smith has a tilt for those new darts and Callan, look, superb run at the Worlds, but hasn't done enough, doesn't Done it frequently enough on TV for me. Rob Cross right now is the form player in that part of the draw. In any other format, I would agree with you. But just this doubling format fucks with his head. Yeah. But that's meant to be broken. Kim Hybrex has won a game at the match play once. Don't worry about it. <laughs> These things happen. Uh, yeah, Cross Aspinall. I don't want to go boring, but the minute Bar said Van Gogh in Humphreys, I fancied that. Because I think Hetter misses too many vital double 16s. Chisnell, as solid as he is, I still can't back him to hit a double under pressure. Not to go that deep. Again, 
The only thing I'm looking at in that top part is that Clayton Ross Smith game. I think if Clayton wins that, there's a chance that that's Johnny Clayton instead of Van Gerwen over that distance on the outer ring. Clayton's got that performance in him. I agree. Yeah. I think if Ross Smith comes through that, he loses to Van Gerwen in that quarterfinal. The, the difficulty I have with Ross Smith in this tournament is just, is just that is just that format because he's got his scoring is so so yeah. so good, and and the only like and and he's, let's be honest, his W's been pretty good for the last couple of years as well, but he. He's more of a scorer than a finisher, isn't he? And it's just in this format where you've almost got to finish twice in in every leg. It, it's it's harder to pick him in it. Yeah. So yeah, I am going to stick with Van Gogh and Humphreys. That's probably the safe option there, but I could quite easily see it being Ross Smith, Damon Hatter. Um, now I've starred your one about right Premier League to go with Chris's as well. We'll discuss that shortly. Um, right. So from your semi finalists. I would like your winner and your runner-up of the World Grand Prix for 2023. Oh, right. I have to remember who I picked for semi-finalists now. Right. The winner. Right. I'm happy with that. Michael Van Gerwen will be beaten by Nathan Aspinall. Gob. Nathan Aspinall will be beaten by Michael Van Gerwen. Hey! Do I go rogue? If you back Gary to win another major this year, I'm going to slap you <laughs> in the head. That'll be the third time this year on our fourth TV title. Grow <laughs> up. You're 40, man. Uh, Gerwin Price beats Luke Humphreys. Oh, wow. That's, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that from a man who seems 50-50 on whether a Gerwin Price will get past the first round or not. Uh, look, it, genuinely, knocking over best of three is brutal. If yeah, he comes yeah. through that, he goes on and wins it. Yeah, it, 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 it it's all or nothing for Gerwin Price for me. He either, he either wins it or goes out in round one. I'll go with it. I think he absolutely blows Noppy away and probably retires your way too. And then he falls apart because he's just got that game in him still at the moment. When you said he blows Ritowski away, was that you predicting a James Wade first round exit? I said Ritowski or Wade. Oh, I thought you said blow Ritowski away. Or Wade away, but oh. I still am backing Ritowski, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there are two things you have to accept in life. James Wade, once upon a time, was very, very good at the Grand Prix. He is not anymore. And once upon a time, he probably should have won a world championship. That's never going to happen anymore. Everything else you can make an argument for. Needs to score a bit better at times. Yeah, whatever. But those two events, big no-nos. There isn't another... Like, I tell you what I've found myself... Dude, literally, in the last two or three minutes while we've been talking, looking at... is like You know, if you look at someone that could cause an upset... And but the Ryan Searle could do you know like, Ryan Searle could can beat Damon he can come through Damon Hedder 
in that first round. He's right, then going to get to play. He's then going to play right or Clemens, and in and he's got a decent chance of getting through that. And there's half a chance that Humphreys and Chisnell have almost wore each other down at Bont. You know that Humphreys or Chisnell could have come through a real tough one. And sometimes, as we've seen, Ryan Searle's tops hitting when it's on, and when he's when he finds that tops, it can be relentless. Like Ryan Searle could do a bit in that draw. What round does Daryl Gurney implode? Because the last few TV events, Daryl Gurney has actually played pretty well for a couple of rounds, and then it's backed up with a stinker. It's quite possible he rocks up even in double in format and averages 106 against Luke Humphreys. That's the sort of performance that Gurney put in to beat the likes of Gary Anderson the last time they crossed. At what point does that show up in the Grand Prix for somebody who's won it before? I just think it then implode. <laughs> I agree. I think that I think that Gurney is playing very, very well. I'm just expecting Luke to have a little bit too much for him. I think it'll be a good game. I don't think there's an implosion in this tournament, but I think he loses out in a very good game. Uh, I agree. In that, in reality, he's he's playing very well, but he's probably just going to meet. You know, you can look at you can look at it as it stands all you want, but by the end of the year, we're looking at he's a top four player, and um, I just think he's going to meet a player that's you know on form right at the top of the game, and and it, he might just have a bit too much for Gurney, even if Gurney turns up. Yeah, I agree. Um, right, we had, we had a couple of questions in revolving. Around this tournament and it leaded in to the Premier League. And obviously, Matt's already spoken. We touched on it earlier, but the format is staying the same. Chris says, Here's a question. Providing Anderson is playing well, does okay for the rest of the majors, does he get back in the Premier League? And also, the question around Peter Wright from Lau again and Chris as well. Right. First of all, I spoke to Gary at length about this. And that whether he sticks to it or not, but at the time, this was only a couple of months ago, said, even if I win the world, I will not play in the Premier League. Has he been on the phone to Rob Cross? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he said, he said, I could win the world championships and I would not play in the Premier League. Look, is the Premier League better for having a fully flowing Gary Anderson in? Yes, but I just don't think he's got any interest in it. It's such a big, relentless sort of chunk of his year as well, isn't it? And I know he gets paid for it, but it, 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 and also, I mean, there is a potential, I don't think anyone would want to see it, that his game isn't where it has been at the minute, is it? And what, what I don't think anyone in darts has any desire to see is Gary Anderson becoming the whipping boy. In the Premier League, it's already happened. The first year they changed the format, Gary Anderson won something like six games. Three of them were on the same night in Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. but in seventeen weeks, like yeah. he had a terrible tournament. Nobody wants to see it, though, do they? No, yeah, not yet. That's what I mean. Like, nobody it, wants to see him be the whipping boy. Even this new mentality, right? I'm going to practice, put some effort in, Gary. I'm not sure that's geared up for a, another five years in darts. I think that's 
right, I'm going to put my head down for 18 months. I'm going to get every last ounce I can out of this. And I'm going to ride off into the sunset and be happy. I think that seems to be what he's taken on board, or at least I, that's what I'm gathering from it. He doesn't want to return to the to the World Series and do all that travelling and slog and go and smile and be nice to reporters <laughs> like Phil Bars, but the Australian version. Like, he's got no interest for that anymore. He's done that. He, he's carried the flag for the for the sport for, for long enough. He's got a young family at home. He wants to earn his money now, quietly and peacefully. If he can go and pinch a couple of trophies and upset a couple of people on the way, then he's absolutely laughing. And he can bugger off whenever he fancies it. If you put yourself in things like the Premier League, he's got no interest for it. I, I genuinely, his exact words were, I'd rather play the Pro Tour than the Premier League. We were, we, we, we were yeah. sat in it. He's at the point where, I genuinely, you look at people like Phil Taylor and go, should he have walked away the last time he won a World Championship? Barney should have left in whatever. Gary is the sort of person who I genuinely could see winning the World and going, right, I'm done. Yeah, that's it. Done now. Thank you very much. Go out on a high, win a, win a big one and clear off. Yeah. Like, you only you only get a fairy tale in sport and there's been a couple of players that have had that opportunity in the last couple of years across all sports as well. You look at the likes of Federer, he went out of a little bit of a, a limper when actually that could have been a, a big rousing moment the last time he won a, a tennis major, etc. Fucking Woods pissing around in the golf. He should have left the minute he won that Masters. He should never have picked up his golf clubs again. You were never getting a better story than that from a man that can't walk, right? Gary has that opportunity because he look, his record at Ali Pali, by the way, is one of the best out there. His win ratio there is absolutely superb. All right, he's won less trophy than Michael Van Gogh. But if you look at the percentage of games won, I'm pretty sure he's going to be right up there, if not a better record than Van Gogh at the World Championships. Gary's record there is unbelievable. He could rock up. Look, he was in that world final against Gerwin Price out of absolutely nowhere. And that was a man who wasn't practicing, couldn't be asked, and just sauntered through it. This new approach, Gary, if it clicks at the right time for the world, three-time world champion. See you later, boys. I'm done. Yeah, look, Carl's just put it there. Um, cheers for that, buddy. I'm just carrying Dad's argument. Read Gary's game at the moment. Currently, in his last five matches, 100, 100.34, 100.855, 107.11, 105.26, and 91.33. Seasonal average of 98.16. Yeah, well, I would suggest that, and, I, and I'm not being dismissive, but there's a, there's a considerable difference between averages and winning things. And what we're talking about here is the potential of Gary winning a Premier League, oh, sorry, winning a World Championships and getting in the Premier League and, and mixing it every week with the top eight in the world. That That's sort of, when, when I talk about his level, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I think I think we can all generally agree that, you know, if you take the World Cup out, he's made one semi-final in two years. Right, it's, so God, it's world championship record from when he first moved over, 2010, round two, final, quarterfinal, round three, round three, winner, winner, final, quarterfinal, semifinal, round four, final, semifinal, round three. It's a bit good, darling. That's insane. 
Absolutely. It, it, it is, but in the but and I, I'm a massive fan of Gary, but in, in the last three years, other than that final semi-final in the world championships, I, I, everywhere else he, he's not he's not made a quarter final. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, the money in the rankings are weighted as much as they are to the world, Dan. You rock up for one tournament a year, and you earn more than myself. Oh no, and that, and I get it. I, I'm just sort of making yeah. my point that yeah. where I'm when I talk about where his game's at, I, I yeah, I get it. Like everyone's got an average, and Gary's got some bloody big averages. But it's that 17 week traveling circus that you know against the top eight in the world. That I'm not convinced that's where he's, he's he, both, you know, his game and mentally he wants to be. The, um, the other one as well is Peter Wright. Now, obviously, Matt's already confirmed it. There's only eight. I think at least four, if not, f- well, top four already done. And he's not going to be in the top four. I can't see him being in the top 10 by January. How do they? Is there any way of getting Peter Wright into next year's Premier League at the moment, unless he goes on and wins something? But right now, yeah, yeah. is there a way that they can get Peter Wright in? Yeah, they just uh, he's Peter Wright and he's entertaining. Everybody loves him, and it's, right. and it's an so arena. I, I, think he, I think he's got another year's grace on that. No, I right. So at, at, at the there. moment, five spots in the Premier League are done, and the reason I say that is. As it stands right now, the top four in the world after the World Championships is Michael Smith, Michael Van Gerwen, Nathan Aspinall, Luke Humphreys. They would qualify automatically. Gerwen Price is number five. They are not going to leave him out. So, effectively, there is only three places. And we're, we're in September now. As it stands, there is only three places up for grabs in next year's Premier League. Yeah, and he had one of them. During this year's campaign, his record in the Premier League is absolutely dross. He's been to the knockout stages twice. Yeah. That ain't enough for a player of his calibre. For a player that chops and changes, consistency is so important. That is not enough for a player of his calibre. Now that he's dropping out of that ranking, the walk-on is having less of an effect on the crowd. You've even seen them cutting people's walk-on short because it takes Dimitri van der Berg four hours to get from the end of it to uh, pick his darts up. Um, no, he's not in for me right now, unless he goes and wins a major or climbs back up the rankings. I, I don't see how you can justify it. There are players out there who are more committed right now, whether or not that be Peter's fault or not, because of the fact that he's had health issues, Joe's had health issues, etc. There are more entertaining players out there. There are new blood out there. There are people that are going to carry it slightly differently. There's only so many ways you can phrase an interview that saying you're going to beat Michael Van Gerwen and then the week after you lose to Michael Van Gerwen. That's not interesting anymore. We did that five years ago. Yeah, it's just that right now, five places are done. So, there's not a lot of wiggle room for everyone else. No, and you look at the players that are still in that contention. Chris Dovey had a fantastic debut in the Premier League, albeit a rather unlucky one. Johnny Clayton's record in the Premier League is absolutely superb. Dirk van Dijvenberg has got to be knocking on the door for that at the moment. Danny Knopper is another one that, all right, is one of those that needs to do more. But actually, in terms of ability, is, is knocking on the door for that Premier League. You've got the likes of Rob Cross, who's won multiple World Series events this year. Dimitri van den Berg, who is an absolute darling to the media. 
you can keep listing these players. Dave Chibnall's won three Euro Tours this year. All right, if you're picking it right now, who's the eight? If you had to pick it now, what eight are you picking? I... Oh, there's so much to go, isn't there, between now and the end of the year? But that's, that's what I said. If you're picking it right now, who who's the eight X Factor style? Who's got a chair? The five that you said: Smith, Van Gerwen, Aspinall, Humphreys, Price. Then what? Oh. Hetter, Cullen, Dolby. Rob Cross, Johnny Clayton, Dirk Van Dagenberder. The fact that we've picked completely different sets shows how tight it is and how, you know, how, de- how deep that Pool potentially is. Dirk, Johnny. I really want to say Joe Cullen, but I can't put him in there. I think he deserves another go at it, but right now I can't put him in there. I think we're on. That could well change. If Ross Smith That's goes in, I'd love to see him in contention. I think staying with eight is an absolute nightmare of a decision, personally, when you've got so many good players banging on the door, so many players that have had their one shot achieved but not been called back up again, i.e. Joe Cullen with a dart away from winning it. I, I can't believe that didn't get a second look in when the likes of Jose de Salsa did get a second season, etc. Um, and I just think that the chances to blood some of those players in, i.e. your Hetters, um, your Ross Smith, your Dirk, your Danny, and mix it in with 16 players. Trying to put one of these players in the, the PDC or, or whoever say that need to do more into an eight-man field makes it even more difficult for them to, to stand out and be entertaining. If they're one of 16, they don't have to be a character. There's enough characters in that field. If everybody's competing to be a character, then you can just go and be you and actually it's a nice little break that Danny Offert just goes about his business, says hello, does a cheery little interview, beats somebody 6-4 and goes, I'll be back next week. You don't need to be brash and calling people out and look at me shouting on stage all the time. The contrast will do enough in a 16-man field, but actually trying to put somebody in for an eight when some of your top four perhaps aren't as brash as they used to be. Michael Smith, they've all, and Gerwin Price, Van Gogh, and they've all learned how to and when to go big. And it was a discussion point about Ross Smith this weekend, actually, that sometimes he exerts a lot of energy and a lot of roars for taking out big finishes when he's 4-0 up. You don't need that. You don't need to let everybody in the venue, at the back of the venue, hear you shout that you've just taken out 1-5-6 when you're 4-0 up against Rob Owen. 1-5-2, sorry, whatever it was. You just need to give it a nod and go, I've got you. What you do need to do is let Van Gerwen know you've taken out 1-5-2 when it's three each and that's a break of throw. And um, that's the sort of thing you learn in that environment. Yeah. Oh, I've got a clip to play because we need to speak about this quickly as well. We'll play the clip and then we'll speak about it because it was an interesting one. 
Well, yeah, like I say, I'm, um, I'm trying to you know, get a bit fitter. Uh, lost, a, lost a few pounds, so uh, you know that's what I'm concentrating on the money, really. Never no thoughts of coming back as yet, but as soon as uh, you know, start missing it, and then things might, you know, change. Do we think we'll see you again in 2023, or are you writing? Oh, like I said, I don't know yet, mate. I, I haven't even thought about that yet. I might come back. I might just one week just book into a pro tour or, or, or not. I, I don't know yet. I really couldn't say. First of all, it was great to see AD, and he, he's looking great. I thought he looked really well. He I thought, looked, I thought he looked great, and the chat to him off camera as well was 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 really really good. But when he the the, the heartbreaking bit was when he went, I've had no thoughts about coming back yet. As a darts fan, this is it was like oh, I just want Adrian Lewis back. Yeah, yeah it, I think. Go on, Dan. The po- the positive the, the positive. That I will, I'm going to try and take from it because I'm a, I, I love Adrian Lewis on the tour. Like I love him. I, I absolutely love watching him play. I love watching him play in person. I think he's amazing for the sport. However, like I thought he looked really well. He sounded really well. And whilst I appreciate it's a difficult one to to hear that he no he doesn't know if when he wants to or will be able to come back. There is a little bit of me that just takes a little bit of positive from that to think, well, at least that sort of tells me that he's taking control of the situation. He's working to, you know, he's working on whatever he needs to work on and he's prioritising himself above his obligations to the darting world. And, I, and, and that's, that's a positive I take from it in, in that it does show that he's, he, he's allowing himself whatever, you know, whatever time he needs to go and do whatever he needs to do. And, and, and that, is the only positive spin I can put on it, really. Yeah, I think there's there's two takeaways there. One is that he didn't say I'm done. He just said I'm leaving the door open. That's always positive. But two, I think, Dan, you hit the nail on the head with Gary Anderson and playing in the Premier League. I think that applies to Adrian Lewis and darts in general. Adrian Lewis walks into a venue, and if he isn't Adrian Lewis, two-time world champion, telling everybody he's the best in the world and able to back it up, Adrian Lewis doesn't want to be there because that is a lot of pressure. We need to remember how early he had his success. I don't think that's talked about anywhere near enough because he sustained it at the top level for a fair while. And actually his record at Ali Pali, by the way, is equally very, very good. So if he snuck in, you could see him going on that sort of a run. But if you compare it to somebody like Yella Klassen, who openly now in his career will say, I won that first, I won that world championship way too young. I think there's that conversation to be had about AD. He just rode that high for that little bit longer. Don't get me wrong. If he can seriously sit there and go, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick my darts again, he's comfortable. And the fact that he's comfortable is a reward for all that hard work he put in while he was younger. But the pressure of walking back into the room as as Adrian Lewis, as somebody that everybody looks at going, well, he's either one of the best in the world or bloody hell, look how far that fella's fallen, can't be good for anybody especially when you're not in form. Like, it's the same reason why I don't think we'll see Glenn Dorrant return to the professional ranks because every game and every dart has so much more pressure on it to get back to Glenn Dorrant, three-time Lakeside World Champion and the Premier League Champion. Glenn Dorrant couldn't just rock up and be content as a top 64 player in the world anymore. It's not in the mentality of these people who have been there, who have done that and who have been at the very, very top of the game. You're right. You, you, I completely agree. And I think I was just thinking about Adrian then. Like every 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 little every bit of positive that you that then 
starts to to you know to come forward when they have a you know a, a little run is it almost piles like far too much i remember it must have been, was it 2020 was it 2020 um it was like quarter five got the quarterfinals of the match play and those first few rounds of the match play there was loads of it was like the talk was like oh, Adrian Lewis Adrian Lewis is back Adrian Lewis is, you know he had a couple of years where he'd not really got anywhere you know first round second rounds in everything he, 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 when he was going into that quarter final and the the it almost feels like he, every as soon as he put three wins together in a tournament, he then had further to fall when he didn't go and win it because because everyone was going, Adrian Lewis is back, he's back, he's back at his best. He's back. So then when he when he wasn't, when he didn't go on beyond that, it was it was like the peaks and troughs become a little become become bigger. You know, the highs become a bit higher and the lows become a bit lower. Only only the highs are almost artificial because a high becomes a quarter final. I remember the high for Adrian Lewis being a quarter final in a match play once a year. Like it, it's it's tough, isn't it? You touched on his world championship record. First appeared at the tavern in 2006. Quarter final, third round, quarter final, round two, quarter final, winner, winner, quarter final, semi final, round three, final, round three, round one, round four, round four, then three round twos. Incredible. Um, Right, we are deep into Fergie time, folks. So we'll take a couple of questions and then we will call it a night because we are deep into time added on. So get your questions in. Um, WF World Cup starting tomorrow. Yeah. Is it on YouTube or anything like that? I know the draw's out, but I know it's too big to say who's in what group. That's, no, it didn't, didn't Where does the Grand Prix where's the Grand Prix go next year? I think it stays in Leicester. Oh, do you reckon? Uh, there was a live stream for the opening ceremony, so I'm going to suggest yeah, it is on YouTube. Yeah. I just don't think they found the venue in Ireland yet to do it. Ooh, on the Thanks Dart Union YouTube page. Uh, how are we doing, Grey Wolf Outdoors? Hope you are good. Yeah, it's on YouTube every day. Cool. I'm a butchers of that. Ooh, that's something to watch, isn't it? Um, Leicester's okay. I just think Leicester's one of them that it needs to click next year or it won't. It's just too far south. <laughs> it's absurdly far down the country. Eh? Where, 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 where's your line? It's like Harrogate Leeds area, the, the line. Anything below that? Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. Any, below Leeds is, is, is south. I also class Manchester as as south and Liverpool, because I have to drive further south than Leeds to get there. Like, if I've got to drive south for an hour and a half, then you're south, aren't you? Like, so, yeah, <laughs> and Le Leeds is about my line. Barnsley, uh, no, I'm a Barnsley, Doncaster, I'll give them it. They, they can, they can be, they can be, no, only after I enjoyed a, a very nice afternoon at the seniors who are one of Barnsley's favourite darts players. I hope you're good, Craig. Good caveman as always. Yeah, Beddington's lovely. <laughs> it turns out some Ellis Dart players as well. 
Anything north of the Watford Gap, we're in trouble, lads. North of Purple and Tarran is Northerners. North. Watford Gap is the divide. Get over it. <laughs> uh, I'm going Thursday and Friday. Nice, Matt. I hope you're having a good time. I'll be there for the whole week. I will not. Yeah, look, I just think the issue with Ireland is there's there's not enough venues for them to, to go and get another one. The City West was perfect, but that's obviously now taken. Um, Which is a shame. Oh yeah, would you know what we haven't we haven't mentioned in this entire time? And we've talked about Euro two, but it's just someone just stuck it in the chat room. That was a ridiculous final. Uh, it like, was absolutely <laughs> like nine data and then a decider and then the lad that threw the nine data and not winning them. I like, very very entertain that that the games like that and final days like that are what sort of makes me think oh, I quite like it's you or two or stuff. Like we get a little treat every now and again between proper darts on the telly, don't we? You know what happened? We were all set to talk about the orator and bars couldn't wait to get on his. Bars bashes the BDO trail. <laughs> I didn't bash them at all. Right, Scott's done. Quick, let's let's talk about this statement. Let's ignore the darts. Hey, hang on, we didn't. We did. It was the WTF, not the B. We haven't bashed the BDO. I, I'd, yeah. I'd have been. I'd have been. I haven't sworn that much to, to talk yeah. about the BDO. Yeah, but WDF wasn't alliteration with Bars's name. Come on, give me a, give me a break. <laughs> Bars bash the BDO. Is that where? Uh... Yeah. Oh. It's all good. Uh, no, I don't think we'll have a, I don't think they'll develop their own pro tour venue. They should, Rob, but I don't think they will. Correct. With hotel complex and entertainment suite. And a Nando's. No, Waggers. Grow up. It's putting the man that's got his cap on backwards. Yeah, because I've got a horrible haircut right now. <laughs> Do we have a date yet? No, I'm, see, I'm seeing Mace tomorrow at Super Series. Well, that lets it go, doesn't it? Oh, obviously, obviously, you didn't listen to the interview I did with him because we told everyone where it was there. Oh, don't worry about that. Ah. Yeah, we, need, <laughs> we, need, we need a date so I can put some annual leave in. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to Mace tomorrow, so fingers yeah. crossed we will have the date for the Live Lounge Live tomorrow. Where are we? Uh, uh, right, I'll, I'll catch up with you afterwards. That's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, slacking job. Didn't listen to the whole interview, did he? Did it, I definitely he had... put it on. It's one of them where I listened to the first six minutes and then anything that... You're supposed to be too early, aren't you? You're, and you? Are you not on quality control? I'll just tell him off for his spelling. What he says on camera is completely different. Um, <laughs> Craig, just let you into a secret. Sorry, Chris, I'll let you into a secret. Gordon was asked. I asked Chris if he wanted, could he ask his dad? And he didn't want to do it. Yeah, that is the South. <laughs> no, no I, he, Gordon was asked through Chris if to play. Uh, but, folks, absolute amazing show tonight. Thoroughly enjoyed every single minute of it. Uh, we will return. No, we won't return next week because the Grand Prix is on. But we'll be back for Pro Tour streams Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So 
we will see you all very, very soon. But it's been an absolute pleasure. I've been Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, and Dan Simpson. We have kept you company for the last two and a bit hours. But that is us signing off for this Monday night. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.